Hey Amazon selling enthusiast, it's Eric here, and if you're tired of the inventory management struggle, I've got a game changer for you. InventoryLab.com. InventoryLab simplifies e-commerce inventory management, integrates seamlessly with Amazon, and even syncs effortlessly with QuickBooks for hassle-free accounting. Go to Milwaukee Mafia slash IL now because your success deserves efficient inventory management. Happy selling. You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Gavin. And we're back again, Gavin. We're back. Fresh after Christmas, so everybody, if you're, I mean, you're probably hearing this much later, but we are literally sitting here the day after Christmas. Yeah. How was Gavin's Christmas? It was good. It was good? Yeah. Nothing Nothing notable to... Talk about with that? Uh, that was fine. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. It's a good Christmas. Same, same with my Christmas. It was good. Nothing notable to talk yeah. about. So so what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're <laughs> going to talk about Jimmy Hoffa. All right. Perfect <laughs> perfect topic for after Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we're, the, we're the day after Christmas. Everybody else is probably like the first week of February. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? Christmas, right? <laughs> but... Yeah, so we're going to take a little side side detour here from the timeline uh, because this is something that came up in the news and I don't typically discuss like current things, but I don't this isn't really a current thing because it's about Jimmy Hoffa and Jimmy Hoffa's like the 70s. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it current events and you'll understand as I get through this story. But Jimmy Hoffa came up in the news recently, which he does from time to time. But this time, with a Milwaukee connection, which almost never happens. Because Jimmy Hoffa is much more strongly tied to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Milwaukee angle is kind of a new one. But it has come up, right? Because I feel like you've talked about this before, Bree. Briefly, like... But there's, I mean, there's always some connections because Jimmy Hoffa being the head of the Teamsters, like the head of the local Teamsters in Milwaukee or Wisconsin, you know, they knew him and he would come to rallies and um, he had a place. uh, I don't know if, I don't think it was upper Michigan. I think it was just upper Wisconsin, like in the Eagle river area, Mm -hmm. which I'll, I'll mention actually in this episode a little bit, but so there's, Definitely a Wisconsin connection there, but it's pretty weak overall. Like, it's not his hangout. Mm-hmm. So this comes from a group of people who call themselves the Case Breakers. Okay. Uh, Please explain. What are the Case Breakers? The Case Breakers are these private investigators who go after cold cases and try to crack the case. I think they're like retired law enforcement. I think they have some kind of credentials. It's not entirely clear to me, but they're they're taken seriously. So is this like are I mean are they doing this like through a blog form and that's kind of like they just they research something and then they put out their findings online for people to read or yes. what does this how does this work? Yeah. Okay. They I don't recall if they have a blog specifically, but they definitely have a website and they post updates on there. And then they, when they find 
big things, they send press releases out, and then the news comes out and covers them. Um, so the the news came out and covered this one, which is why we're going to talk about it. Okay. Even though uh, it's, it's a little weird. If you can't tell by Gavin's tone right now, I think that Gavin is thinking that this is not probably very accurate. Is, it, is that what I'm gathering? There's some real issues with this story. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. The Case Breakers team was approached by Jim Zimmerman of Illinois, a former task force officer on the FBI's Chicago Human Intelligence Squad and creator of the Terrorism Liaison Officer Committee, known as TLOC. Special agent at the Illinois Gaming Commission, past commander at the Niles Police Department, and an SPI specialist on the team. So first of all, this guy that, that came to the case breakers, this guy's got some serious credentials. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's just not some goofy guy calling them up. Zimmerman learned of a Hoffa tip in the initial evidence through retired Cook County deputy Michelle Walters, a trusted friend of Zimmerman's since 1992. Originally, they refer to her as trusted friend. Later on, they go to on to clarify it's an ex-girlfriend. Okay. But either way. So he's got the serious background. She's a retired Cook County deputy. Um, so, so far legitimate, right? Lots of solid, yeah. you know, credentials backing this up. Michelle Walters is the niece of Harold Walters, a former law enforcement officer with 20 years of service at three police agencies. But Walters, the senior one, faced charges of extortion, fraud, and bribery. This made him an ideal mafia recruit. A senior gangster, Chicago outfit mob boss Joey Ayupa, was so enthralled that he gifted Walters a house next door to his own estate. Our investigators have confirmed, Casebreakers investigators, have confirmed that Walter's pool house was adjacent to mob Don Iupa, who the FBI credited with at least 14 hits, bombings, stabbings, and fatal beatings. Months before Hoffa's 1975 vanishing, sources say Walters moved to the Northwoods to case Hoffa. Uh, in case here being like, follow him around and see his movements. Mm-hmm. Um, because Hoffa did spend some time in the Northwoods. Niece Walters, the Michelle, first learned this information 26 years ago in 1996, months before her favorite uncle's passing, when she visited Walters at his remote trailer near Canada's border. As a 1960s teen, Michelle Walters never understood why the former police sergeant Walters left a home with a pool in a classy suburb for a trailer in the northern woods. It was very suspicious. When Michelle walked into her uncle's trailer in 1996, the 74-year-old man was in failing health. Walters then received a playing card covered in handwriting. Michelle spotted the word Hoffa at the top. Joey Ayupa's name, a rendezvous date, and a precise burial spot all written on the playing card. After returning the Ace of Spades to its hiding place... Walters gave Michelle fateful final words. 
If something happens to me, you'll know what to do. Okay. This is this is wild, right? <laughs> yeah, so far. Okay. After her uncle died, Michelle inherited his small estate. She'd earlier confided in her longtime boyfriend, um, the Zimmerman from the beginning of the story, and after consoling, he reminded her of her badge. Don't forget to look for that card. But while reabsorbing its damning details, Michelle became fearful for her own family and relatives in multiple states. It was her call, and Zimmerman agreed that they would keep the card's existence between them. Twenty-eight years later, they came forward with it to the case breakers. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and if you go to that website, you can see a picture of the playing card. Okay. So, like, the card exists. That, that part is real. Zimmerman contacted his former girlfriend, Michelle, and convinced her that all the gangsters that she was worried about were now long gone and dead. While she admits the disturbing new evidence about her dead uncle's double life has scrambled her emotions, the retired county deputy has wholeheartedly agreed to help the Casebreakers team tackle the Hoffa investigation. After the Ace of Spades was sent to the Casebreakers team, they found three remote witnesses in her uncle's former northern, northern woodlands who recalled hearing some of the same specifics. The team suspects that forensics will show that Hoffa's body was initially hidden in Harold Walter's former northern property area in 1975. Then, 20 years later, for a reason only known to dead men, <laughs> his remains were moved hundreds of miles away to a particular spot referenced on the playing card. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah, still with me? So that this playing card is all about just being like, after I'm dead, move me to this specific location. Is that am I understanding that right, or what am I? <laughs> so, <laughs> what is the playing? <laughs> I I don't know what the point of this playing card is. <laughs> okay. The play the playing card says Jimmy Hoffa. Joey Ayupa, and then it says the location of the burial, alleged burial site, and I'll, which I'll get to shortly. Why you would write this on the card, I do not know. Oh, by the way, Hoffa is buried here by orders of this other guy on this card. You know, that's the assumption of what these things mean on the card. Why you would write them down and have them just like in your cabin, I don't know. That whole thing is bizarre to me. Again, if you want to see it, the photo is on the Casebreakers website. Um, they verified that the card came from a deck of cards that was printed from that time period. Okay. okay. So, um, if it's if it's fake, at the very least, somebody found a very old deck of cards to write it on. I don't know. On May eighteenth, twenty twenty. The Casebreakers team interviewed some former fishing pals of Harold Walters, best friend Richard Pierce and his wife Patty, who are in Woodruff, Wisconsin. Uh, Patty claims that Walters boasted that he had cased Hoffa before the 1975 kidnapping and that he was eventually buried at home. 
Richard added, he was always talking about Hoffa to the very end. Like, so apparently his neighbors have heard his stories about being involved in this Hoffa thing. All right. Here's where the playing card comes in. The playing card says that the burial site of Jimmy Hoffa is under the third base at the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so here, here's uh, people who are not familiar with with Milwaukee, which you should be if you're listening to this podcast. But if you're not familiar, um, the current stadium, um, American Family Field, or you know, I still call it Miller Park, but whatever, you know, is not the location of the previous stadium. The previous stadium, stadium was slightly off to the side. Right. So, referring to the previous location. On June 2nd, 2020, with the help of old aerial pictures and satellite imagery analysis, a veteran historian and a geophysicist ground-penetrating radar, the Case Breakers team believed they found the exact burial site noted on the playing card. We found a site that appears to have been quickly excavated and then backfilled. So they they located the exact spot of where third base used to be and got the ground penetrating radar and examined the site. Okay. And you can go on the website, you can see the photos of them running the ground penetrating radar. I I don't I don't know, man. We can the case breakers came back. With a cadaver dog, and the cadaver dog indicated the presence of human remains in the exact spot of the ground-penetrating radar hit. The investigators also discovered and revealed, reviewed old documents and photos, then interviewed separate witnesses in three states. Three witnesses claimed that Harold Walters told each of them that he had secretly helped a notorious mafia leader Surveil, kidnap, murder, and bury Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. That's that's enough with the notes. That's enough with the notes. So <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna take all that, I'm gonna summarize it real real quick. Okay. Jimmy Hoffa is last seen alive, nineteen seventy-five. Um, I believe just outside of Detroit. I am not a Jimmy Hoffa expert, but I believe he went out to dinner with a couple known mob guys, and that was the last he was seen. Okay. Now, according to this story, he apparently is then up in his northern woods cabin, is followed, killed, and buried in the north woods. Now, I don't know how he got from Detroit to the north woods, but that's not really, that's not necessarily impossible. That part I find is like, okay, maybe. The weird part is that at some point after he's buried on this property for a significant amount of time, they dig him up, drive him to Milwaukee. And bury him under third base. And bury him under third base. In County Stadium. At County Stadium, yeah. So now is the speculation that they dug up third base when it was County Stadium, or would this have occurred when... It was County Stadium at the time, allegedly. Okay. Like, if the... If the if the dates are accurate, it would have been County Stadium at the time. Okay. And 
I like there's so many questions here, but all of the questions are pretty much just what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, and what I think we begin with why would they do that? Yeah, why would they do that? Exactly. This makes no sense. And two, I mean, they did it because a plane car told them to. I don't. And, I don't think the plane car told them to. I think the the claim is that it's written down on the plane car so they could remember where it was, where the body okay, was. Okay. 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 Why you would write that down or anything? How would know, you forget if you buried somebody under third base at County Stadium? Don't yeah. you think you would remember that? Yeah. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really get it. But yeah, it makes no sense. You're already in the Northwoods. Now, let's say that your location is going to be found out for whatever reason. Like, you have to sell off your property or something. I'm thinking there's a lot of other places in the Northwoods <laughs> to go that yeah. you could go that don't require you to drive several hours to one of the most popular locations in Milwaukee. Dig a hole. Dig a hole. In third base. Under their vest, yeah. Put a body in, cover it back up. And make it look like you never dug a hole in third base. This all seems almost virtually impossible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it couldn't happen. It just seems highly unlikely that it would happen. It's it's pretty ridiculous. And I I don't think there's any truth to this story. I mean, I believe that they're really investigating it. I believe <laughs> that they really got the ground-penetrating radar... I believe they really brought the cadaver dogs out there. I mean, again, there's the photos on the website. Um, the news did show up for one of the two. I don't remember whether it was the radar or the dogs, but the news did show up for one of the two. So they were on the news for this, and they were on the news again recently with the findings and stuff. So, like, this has been getting coverage, but it's so, like, if if it turns out to be correct, which I don't think it will, but if it does, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are these people and why would you do something? So, I mean, it's it's just illogical. Yeah. Let, let, let's take this dead body that's been here for how many years and yeah. drive it. I mean, where you, what did you say, Woodruff? So, I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how far it is, but it's pretty far. It's Monaco. Yeah. Woodruff is right by Monaco, It's right? pretty far. Isn't that Woodruff? I think that's Woodruff right above Monaco. Either way, like it's hours of driving. Yeah, so figure that's what, five, six hours. Yeah. And then you're going to dig up third base at County Stadium Mm -hmm. and bury it. It. And then you have to make a card to tell you that it's there so you remember where it is. I mean, it just doesn't. It's very ridiculous. (laughs) But I, despite how ridiculous it is, I encourage people to look this up. Because this website is so thorough. Like, these people either completely believe in it, or they have a very well-constructed, elaborate hoax going on here. I'm not sure which, but they have put a lot of effort into this. Now, you talked about, what is the name? It's Crime... What is the name of the case com- busters? Case busters. Are you familiar? Or case breakers. I'm sorry. Case breakers. Are you? Have you ever had any? No. You've never heard of case I've breakers. I've never heard before? of them before this. Because I'm just curious if this is what they do. Just crazy conspiracy type, you know, leads, and that's what they do. Is they just chase after them to see if they can prove anything. You know what I mean? Because this one Maybe. seems like I feel like they could pretty easily disprove this if they wanted to right you know 
and like, are they just doing enough to kind of try to keep it alive and and stuff? I don't know I what's mean, going on. It's it's very goofy. I mean, it helps them that their original sources are these law enforcement officers who are respected, and and so that's helpful. But it seems goofy. It seems really goofy, and I don't believe that the FBI takes this seriously. Mm-hmm. I I could be wrong. But, like, the FBI has spent a lot of time on the Jimmy Hoffa investigation. They've they've searched. When they get tips about, oh, he was buried in this uh, used car, not used car lot, like a car junkyard, they go out there and they do their investigation. Oh, he was buried under this football stadium. They go out and they do their <laughs> investigation. They They look into this. Like, even if they think it's goofy, they look into it. I don't know that they've bothered to show up for this. Right. I I think that that they're even like this might be too weird for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> and I mean, I got to imagine that County Stadium's third base is just a parking lot now. So I, I say it's it's actually not really. It's not. It's actually part of the stadium. Still? It's not part of the stadium. I somebody out there is gonna gonna be like call me an idiot for this, but. I think it's like a minor, not a minor league, but like a little league. Oh, stadium. okay, okay, yeah. There is a little <clears throat> league stadium right next to to County Stadium. Okay, or to whatever it's called now, <laughs> the Brewers Stadium. I'm just gonna call it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, so yeah, there is a little there is a little baseball stadium. I don't. It's not minor league, but it's it's like a junior. It's like a kid stadium. Okay, I think, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so it's like right next to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So I guess I can see why they would be a little hesitant. To yeah, so it's like, it's not like it's under the parking lot or yeah, something. Yeah, because it would be like, man, man, just let them dig it up and let's put an end to this because, I mean, this just sounds crazy enough that it could hang around for years, <laughs> you yeah. know, but <clears throat> but if they're causing damage to something legit, for what? But, uh, they haven't caused any damage. I mean, they're apparently getting permission to do this on the property. Well, yeah, but right now they've only done like whatever yeah like sound wave type yeah, stuff or ground something. penetrating radar yeah, yeah, which is fantastic is stuff it. yeah this is crazy but yeah that's ground penetrating radar is cool and maybe there is like something in the area they're going i have another thing that is weird to me is the cadaver dog uh i don't know much about cadaver dogs but uh <laughs> here's here's how this works Jimmy Hoffa's killed in 1975. He's buried up north for about 20 years. They then move him. He's then allegedly been in Milwaukee for, what is that, 30 more years? I don't know how good a cadaver dog is, but I'm suspecting that if something is underground and it's been dead for 50 years, the dog's probably not going to pick pick up up on that. Yeah. There isn't going to be much there for the dog to pick up on. Yeah, and you I know. could be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't really know the cadaver dog, you know, science, whatever. But I, fifty years is pretty dead. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, there's not a whole lot there. Yeah, I mean, you could argue, would they even be able to find anything if they dug it up? After I don't know, I don't know how long bones, it takes. I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, do bones? But do bones decompose? I don't even know. I mean, eventually. Yeah. There's 
There'd probably still be bones there, but I don't know. This is crazy. I think we probably should just end this episode because I just think that this is so out there that it can't be. It is. It, it is. I mean, just the ra- the lo- if you just think about it logically, it doesn't make any sense that anybody would do this, which I guess doesn't matter. I mean, it didn't happen, though. Right? Yeah. But I wanted, to, I wanted to throw this one on the podcast. I'm like, I think it's nonsense, but they did catch the attention of the news. Which therefore means, like, I guess it's something worth talking about. But yeah, I I think it's nuts. I'm going to flat out say it's nuts. And and you know, and now they've got uh, our listeners. If they didn't hear about the story already, now they've got more people who've heard the story. So <laughs> free publicity for case breakers. <laughs> but, yeah. but I will say that I think they're nuts. I think that this story is going to end with either no resolution or a resolution that case breakers doesn't want it to have because i can't imagine that this is legit yeah you know it's a weird interesting well <laughs> yeah what next what next will gavin uncover please let me know so i don't know i i'm pretty sure next time we'll go back to our regular timeline but i wanted to throw this in while it was fresh so all right well <clears throat> please if you have any questions Maybe not questions, but let's just say comments about this story. Feel free to reach out to us at MilwaukeeMafia at gmail.com. Yeah. If you know where Jimmy Off is buried, uh, I mean, let me know. Can't guarantee we're going to talk about it because I don't don't want this to be the Jimmy Hoffa podcast. But, uh, you know, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're both in the same camp that this story is way out there and cannot be true. So if somebody can give us something that makes us can convince yeah. us that, well, maybe there is some truth to it. I'd love to hear that. If the story ended with he was buried up in the woods, I would have said that's plausible mm-hmm. because, again, like the Teamsters had a place up there, and I can't remember what it's called. It's like the jack o' lantern something. Um, so Hoffa was up in the north part of the state. Like that happened. So that I'd believe. The Milwaukee part is completely <laughs> nonsense to me. Like, yeah. no. But you never know. And and it just the fact that the basis of all of this is just a, a playing card yeah. that somebody has held on to for, what, 20-some years or whatever? Probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's just crazy. Look it up. Take, yeah. a, take, a, take a gander at that, uh, that playing card. I'd show it to you, but, I mean, you can't see me <laughs> right now. So. so, But to look it up for yourself, it's... It's interesting. All right. So with that, I think we'll wrap this episode up. Yeah. As always, we do appreciate everybody's support of this podcast. We will return back to our normal timeline in the next episode. But, you know, everybody likes a Jimmy Hoffa story. Yeah. Especially one as weird as this. And where can people reach out to you, Gavin? They can check out uh, MilwaukeeMafia.com where I periodically post show notes and other things. They can email MilwaukeeMafia at gmail.com. Sometimes I'm really good at responding. Sometimes you have to wait a few weeks. It depends how I'm feeling, but I do get back to you sooner or later. Uh, so questions or comments are welcome. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. But we also have a Patreon. Yes, which I forgot to mention. And I, and I recommend signing up for that because the Patreon affords you access to the other podcasts. So if you don't want to wait two weeks, you want one every week, you get the Patreon podcast, and you get to hear 
behind-the-scenes stories. They're not stories that are from the main timeline. I keep all those on here because I don't want to deny people the story. But we do some behind-the-scenes stuff on the Patreon podcast that I think are more fun because they usually don't involve notes and it's just us kind of BSing and it's a good time. And you get to hear about some characters that, you know, character profiles of people that maybe come up in a podcast here and there, but don't really have that much of a story to them. You get to hear a little more about them. And if you're interested in all the research that Gavin does, there's a lot of good content on there and just about how he does it. And things like that. Yeah, so. so recommend you do that. Uh, as much as I hate selling things, it's like two bucks a month. It's a steal. So, yeah. And you can find that at patreon.com slash Milwaukee Mafia. Or you can just go to MilwaukeeMafia.com and we got banners that you can click on all over on that site to get to it. So so with that, we'll wrap up. We'll be back next week with the Patreon episode and in two weeks with a regular Mafia episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. Join us next time for another look back at Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history.